Hi, just a quick note at the start of this episode. It's our first one, and Declan and I would appreciate it very much if you... If you could just give us maybe like a little review. That would be right. Five stars only? That would, that would be super. That would be massive. You could go to shame.city slash book review to do so, or you can just give us a follow-on at Big Bad Books. Enjoy the show. Bye. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Big Bad Books, the podcast where we read them so you don't have to. I'm Isaac, standing weirdly formal, I've just noticed. Really, very formal. It sounded like I was recording like some sort of webinar, um, but that's not really the tone of the show, as no, you'll quickly not. realise. Yeah. Uh, who are you? I'm Declan. I guess, do we need to introduce ourselves a bit? I suppose so. A small I, bit. I think that the reason for your formality is yeah. because we, we've done a podcast before, <laughs> haven't we? We have. But the thing about it is it was irreverent. very, very... Very like <laughs> low on the whole yeah. structure theme. Yeah, just all of it really. Audience. And we thought like this one, we're we're gonna go at it proper. Yeah. We're gonna make sure that it sounds and feels and looks we, like a real show. We followed a PDF called like the podcasters one oh hundred tips you need to know for success quipsheet.pdf. You shouldn't admit things like that. I think you should need to not know. admit they things love like to have that. A That's a bad sign about us. Curtain. Um so who are you? I I, I well, I wish I knew. I'm <laughs> not a goddamn gamer. <laughs> Don't be saying I'm a gamer in the first minute of the pod. Let's introduce ourselves together then, because okay. I think we could really go down a dark rabbit hole for either of us. Yeah. <laughs> so we do a podcast called That's a Shame. Um, and now we do a podcast called Big Bad Books. Any questions? <laughs> we, look, we do a lot of reading. We both have uh, and indeed do teach uh, English at various mm. points. Um, as you can tell from the great tense structure I used in that sentence just now. <laughs> just a powerful um, new one. And uh, yeah, we, we've done some writing professionally yeah. as well. And we like we met doing English Indeed. degrees to, to various degrees. Yes. Um, and what a time, ever since then. <laughs> oh, and from then, I mean, since the inception of, of yeah. that of that friendship, of that, if I may say so, special relationship. You, Sean? Um it's uh, it's really been a big theme that we just managed to find yeah. by hook or by crook some of the worst, yeah. just the worst collections of words put put together. It's something we've always enjoyed and has been central to our friendship. And we talked about it on our other podcast. That's a shame a bunch as well. So we thought, why not spin it off into its own thing? And of course, where better to spin to than with one of the great tomes of the modern age? Oh the boy. topic of our first season. Uh, it's Ready Player Two. Yeah. Ernest Klein's Ready Player Two. Now, some people yeah. may ask, Go on. why are you starting Isaac and Declan? Why are you starting with Ready Player Two? Why aren't you starting with Ready Player One? The thing is, Ready Player One, well, you called it an untouchable masterpiece. And so on those grounds, I thought best not to attack it. I certainly called it untouchable. I got 13 pages <laughs> in and I threw up. Yeah, um, I, I didn't read Ready Player One. I actually listened to the Will Wheaton audiobook of it, which I hate to say, because I don't know anything about Will Wheaton, but it made it worse. That will explain that thousand yard stay you sometimes have. Yeah, I do flash back to it. Um, the reason is, Ready Player One, you know, it's done. It's, it's been and done. People it was have 2011. Been there, done that. 2011. Are you taking the piss? One. Whereas Ready Player Two came out very recently, and I'm sad to say I bought it. And I'm sadder to say that we're going to sit through it together <laughs> from now. Now, today's episode is a little unusual. The traditional structure of this show, well, first of all, it you can't exist. say traditional. Yeah. First of all, not only does it not exist as a tradition, but it doesn't even exist as a concept because no. we haven't fully decided it. But basically, we're going to do a chapter 
an episode. Episodes are going to be fortnightly on a Sunday. Make sure you subscribe and review and all that stuff. Love you very much. We're at Big Bad Books on Twitter. Probably shouldn't do plugs at the start, but I'm going to. In case yeah, go forget. for it. Um, but for today, we've already done three chapters of this on our other show. Um, and so rather than direct people there or do a weird thing of like editing that together we're just going to bang through the first three chapters as you can see from the episode length well done us we did such a great job of doing it so concisely <laughs> i can't congratulate us enough um but yeah we're going to be this is slightly more whirlwind a tour than will be the case in future yeah i think the plan is moving forwards to find a kind of theme or lens through which to view or analyze or understand what's particularly or mock fucked up and bad about whichever chapter on that yeah what would you do if you read a chapter and it's amazing and it's really good i'll be honest about it i'll change the title of the show to big good books wow small good books because it's only a single chapter but no we're going to be honest and and really uh, it's important to me that we get across that of course we're going to be making fun of this book we are going to be there's a lot to make fun of yeah yeah. but it's not intended to be a mean-spirited attack on Ernest, who i don't know ultimately what we're trying to do is you know have a bit of fun Hmm. read a book and god knows i need to do that because the pandemic's really put me off the whole concept of staring at a page um, and we'll tell you how to get in touch later yeah. but we we would love to hear from you whether you love these books whether you hate these books too yeah. whether maybe you're indifferent that maybe be, Ernest Klein just leaves email. you level but I want to hear it nonetheless yeah. because I want to know if, if you're out there BBB at shame.city or is that it? Big Bad Books that's, on Twitter that's, that's may I say it's concise it is without further ado I think it's about time that with one more plug for the URL shame.city slash books if you'd like to tell a friend uh, it's time that we get a little flashback to what happened in Ready Player One we've written a summary uh, precy so that you, again you don't have to wade through it and I use the word wade uh, advisedly that's really interesting because the first word yeah. of because Isaac very kindly said we wrote it was it was him but I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little read through mainly because I have not read Ready Player One did you see the movie I have not seen the movie either yeah, I just amazing. could not bring myself to do so The Shining I watched good. you You maybe watched that bit and I'll admit it, that it, it was it was good it was okay but it was only really okay because in a way that I think Ernest would kind of honestly quite like it was only okay because I sat there thinking about The Shining yeah yeah like it was I, just a I did I, I still do not know what happened in that scene there's ghosts I know, doing ballroom dancing yeah but that's in The Shining as well so yeah but these relevant. ones are floating above a big void so that's good also that bit's not in the book just to be clear yeah. oh well you said it was the bit in the movie that was really good yeah. but it's the bit that's not in the book sometimes these things happen strange like yeah so I haven't seen the movie and I haven't seen it so this is going to be a nice roundup for me as well really yeah, absolutely I say nice I'm probably going to hate every Enjoy. little bit Wade Owen Watts that's the name of our character and we've been asked to check the initials yeah. and I just there's think there's a fun secret there yeah we're not an gonna, easter egg we're not going to expose that we're going to spoil it it's a thinker he's a cool he's a young and he's gamer he's a gamer and he's living in a dystopian 2045 which is so close and <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. soon where the world is all shit so he lives in like a big trailer park slum that I believe is actually just trailer parks that are stacked yeah, on top of each other yeah it's got a huge amount of verticality yeah that's, that's very like futuristic it's very novel everyone's lives suck and so instead they go onto this huge VR platform that is called The Oasis uh-huh. and it was invented by somebody called James Halliday and he's dead poor now um, so it's like just a big it's like Second Life it's VR chat it's Oculus Rift but it's like better than that it's all of them at once it's all are you joking? At least. That's pretty cool, Times to be honest. Two. And is this... Can we be expecting this soon? Not a chance. Oh, okay. Not after this cautionary tale. 
Okay, so Wade has an avatar, his online avatar, yeah. and he's called Parzival because that was one of the Grail Knights and Ernest Klein, where he's very smart. He knows. He knows a, a lot of. He knows a lot of things. Yeah. He's he's seen, and I I do just mean like into his field of view have come so many things, and he, he is wants not to tell us afraid in to list them. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's the name of one of the Grail Knights, and so basically, Halle has said he's left these Easter eggs. Yep. All over the fucking gaff, and the person who finds them all yep. wins, and they get the whole world. Yeah, they get the whole of the Oasis, the company. It's like Willy Wonka. You on just become like God. Yeah. Um, now I'm not going to read this bit about the name of the I'll people tell who you, hunt. I'll just jump in. No, there's no need. You Wade and his team it. of egg hunters or gunters. A word that is entirely of Ernest's own you didn't derivation. Have to say that, to be honest. They exploit his total lack of character flaws to be everyone at everything because all of the frictionless challenges relate directly to things that he's already established in the narrative as being the world leading expert on yeah he just he only knows those things and it's similar because that's very similar to what Ernest knows and also to what it's like to be just a person like you I don't know about you but I only know like one thing but the thing I know I fucking know it. And what what happens is sometimes I'll just be sitting in the living room and Isaac will be in here in his room. And, I get and I'll just like, you up for gunting? I'm like, Declan, please. Some, but sometimes I just hear him muttering and he'll just say like out loud, he'll just go, Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And then he'll chuckle to himself because he's remembered. It's fun to remember sometimes. It is fun to remember. So like one of the challenges is being a video game that coincidentally he's just the best person in the world at. Yeah. Then he has to, I believe he... I thought that it was act out a scene, no. but then Imagine you that, but kindly reminded me that he acts out the entirety of a movie called War Games, yeah. and this is the bit word was, for word. Yeah, that's was subbed out from the film because you, you couldn't feasibly have the movie War Games acted yeah. out in the movie Ready Player One. You couldn't probably for legal reasons, but also just Artistic. moral reasons. Yeah. It would be too boring. It would um, suck. And it, uh, in the book, however, it's a thrilling read. Um, oh, if you can yeah. leave such a thing, I, I can't. Um, so yeah. Anyway, he knows he, that. Very he well, knows that. He just rattles that off. Yeah. Don't worry. It wasn't even a struggle, to be honest. He it's, just sort it of, actually isn't. Yeah, he, he just like that yeah, reason. that's done. He's like every, with every challenge that arrives. There's like you can imagine Ernest picturing the camera like pans to a rice mouth. Yeah. He's like I got this one. <laughs> I fucking got play joust. He's got I like a whole team of. Pe- he's got like this squad of all his friends, and they're just they, sat there like, okay, fine. Um, so his journey culminates with a big fight. To fight with it involves like everything. Like right, there's I a transformer. See. There's a Mickey oh, Mouse. There's God. actually not a Mickey Mouse, but you know, like that yeah. kind of idea. He's the one they couldn't get. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there's a Dumbledore, probably. There's a World of Warcraft in there, and they're all just having a fucking huge fight. So having had the easiest possible, the like oh, of course. Yeah. So having had like the easiest possible path to victory. He's learnt fuck all. Yeah. He's just kind of like stumbled his way through his favourite movie and game. Yeah. Uh, he wins. Uh, he gets to meet his hot girlfriend, yeah. whose name is Artemis. Except but the E is a three. No, now That's that, gamer. That is pretty cool. Now, she, <laughs> she's, got, she's got a character flaw. Yeah. And that character flaw is that she's really hot, but she does have a birthmark. Yeah. But now listen to this. Our hero. Now he's only <sighs> briefly taken aback. Yeah, um, it's only a, it's only like a sh- he only does a minor sort of flinch. Yeah, he's only sick like in his own handbag. Yeah, but he manages to see past this yeah. insignificant birthmark to the really hot person. Yeah, 
who has it. Who is also just like... And, like, and so nobly, nice nobly falls in love with her anyway. It's really... And then do they make out? Is that... Oh, uh, probably, there? yeah. Basically, it fucking sucks. And... On to Ready Player 2 we go. Oh, good. With that in mind. I love that we do this to ourselves, can it I just good. say? It yeah. is good. So, we've got three chapters. We've got how many minutes that is. Here's the scheme. For today, we're just going to be kind of rattling through. I want to get the plot across because what Ernest is all about is plot. And what he's not about is, is anything else at no. all. No. Well, I, I don't think he's even really about plot. He's about plot. Plot as, is a as, mere vehicle for listing things. For Ernest, the plot is just the washing line upon which you hang the whole of the 1980s of the decade. The pegs of nostalgia. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, so, Ready Player Two. Uh, it picks up almost immediately after the events of Ready Player One, which is, mm-hmm. now that we've read three chapters, a really fucking wild choice, because within those three chapters, as you're about to see, we oscillate wildly off <laughs> into, into the far-flung future. Yeah. Um, um, and I'm just going to say that having had to read a couple of, rev- of reviews for um, a later feature, that does not slow up. Oh, okay. It's so, going to so just increase. It's just going to keep on going. It's really but exhausting. You'll be pleased to. You'll be pleased yeah. to hear that. So we pick up. It's nine days after there was a huge. Just like he won the battle, he gets the egg. Yeah. It's like you are the oasis now, my boy, and, and whatever. And who gives him? Who uh, gives the, him that? the hologram of James Halliday, who's like the kind of Dumbledore, right? Gandalf but he can't figure. like just he. Why can't he just run things? Who then the hologram? If he's like there and he's no, because it's pre-recorded, mate. Don't oh, be, okay, don't be, don't be fucking fine. silly. No. Okay? Wow, 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 wow! Well, I promise. <laughs> this is a well fleshed out. I swear. <laughs> Owen, no Wade. That's his name. Yeah. He's vibing in his corner office. You've got to specify corner because you could call this him Wowen. Wowen is in the corner office. He's vibing it up in GSS, which is the company he now owns. G4S. GSS. Gregarious simulation it. systems. It's called what? Gregarious Simulation System. Why? Very good name. This is the Oasis company he now runs with his buddies for good and, as we established, well-deserved yeah, plot yeah, yeah. reasons. He he earned it, and that's always important. In a story. I went to an interview to run Amazon. Oh, yeah? And Congrats on they, that. Thank you. Yeah, Head I got called in. Or... It was all fine. I had to play Crash Bandicoot 3 Warped. Yeah. But then... You're an expert. I didn't, I, I didn't know the entire script of Casablanca, and so they kicked Lazy. me to the curb. Lazy. Uh, we learn briefly about the other three. The other three are his teammates, his girlfriend, Artemis, and two others who are broadly irrelevant to the plot. Good. And really sidelined. That's and, a good... And here's weird. Also, the ethnic minority characters. Just, a, just an interesting... Just, you're just throwing that out there, yeah. An observation. There's probably... You, I think you've probably got your tinfoil hat on there, but... He logs back onto the Oasis for the first time since he'd won because he was presumably just so fucking amped up. He was so he was fucking just, rich. Yeah. He was having to wade through all that mu- Wade through... Nice, he keeps doing it. He logs on with his, quote, brand new top-of-the-line Oasis immersion rig, a Habershaw OIR 9400. Boring. And this begins in Ready Player 2. The trend only included the quote because it begins an interminable lust that uh, Ernest has for naming everything in really long boring and irrelevant ways are, are they going to like fit together later to be sort of code thank to... you for asking they're not oh okay no there's one that's a reference and we'll get to that because oh okay now i'm excited for that one. when he logs on picture this scene if you will yeah you're I logging am. into the, your second life account or whatever I'm your Hubba the hotel. password there are a billion people there who have just been waiting in real world time for nine days to do the meme of and and that boy was albert einstein and everybody claps he he What's arrives that? he like right back into yeah. the Oni 
uh, no, the Oasis, and everyone is like, "Fucking yeah, Wade!" They just know he's the big boss now because it would have been like the news. And stuff. Did that like? Could no one have like paged him or something to be like, no, "Hey, they don't Wade. have like a friend system." To hey, be, like, Wade, you online? <laughs> like, could you pop in? No. There's some people here to see you. He does this convenient thing that I think is very realistic because imagine mm-hmm. you've just been in the Oasis doing this quest forever. Like, presumably when you'd want it's, it. That's you, difficult to do because it's so well fleshed out. I couldn't really... But yeah. also, uh, counterpoint, it's so well described in immersive text and prose oh, that, that is you true, basically yeah. felt like you were there. Okay, yeah. Sorry, he, I've changed my mind. He, in this way that I can only describe as organically, returns to the scene of the final events of mm-hmm. Ready Player One. He teleports up to Anorak's secret office, which is where he was bequeathed the Oasis in the previous book. And this What's is Anorak? Anorak is uh, the name of James Halliday, who is the guy who run the company, ran the company. It's his avatar. He was called Anorak, and he appears as a kind of Radagast-esque wizard. This stuff fucking it's very sucks. Good. very good. He teleports back there in, in the way that I think anyone would. They'd be desperate to go back to the stuffy office. And bang. There's some kind of inciting incident Plot. that just hits us in the face. The inscription that he finds on this egg that he right. had been given, yep. but didn't notice previously, or maybe it hadn't opened or some shit, okay, yeah. um, tells him to go to part of the office that he is in already in the real world. In the real world. Which I, really sets up the handiness with which everything is just kind of given to Wade on a yeah, plate. Yeah. It's like, go to the place you already are. <laughs> Be good at the game you already are. <laughs> Do that go, film you already know. Go to, the, go to the place where you already are with the things you already have yeah. to do the things you already know. According to the interactive building directory on my phone, what a fun three-word thing. That's good, yeah. The 13th floor was where the GSS archives were located. Map. I might have said map. You, you'd have been <laughs> fucking <laughs> playing yourself. Yeah. Of course, Halliday had put it there. In one of his favourite TV shows, Max Headroom, Network 23's Hidden Research and Development Lab was located on that 13th floor. And the 13th floor was also the title of an old sci-fi film about virtual reality. No, 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 no. Released in 1999. No, you right can't. on the heels of both The Matrix. <laughs> no! Existence. You can't. You won't stop. You, ha- you have to pick. No. You have to pick he the reference. You, no, you he do. He follows the you mind map. You can't say. He's clearly go. gone. Like He's clearly mentioned Max Headroom and then been like, People, some people are going to say that's for normies. Yeah. So I'm going to say, but but <laughs> also like another thing I know, it's so and, tangential, and more on the subject of the number thirteen. It's just and then like and then and more on the subject of 1999. Yeah, just like chronologically relevant. It's yeah. like yeah, a film called The Thirteenth Floor is released. And also, Keanu Reeves looks like my dad. <laughs> He has to go to this place. He sprints, which I found very funny. And all the people who work there are just looking at him like, who is this prick? <laughs> I would I would and, bully um, him in the workplace. He puts in a code, which That's is a reference sure. to an 80s song, which is very cool. <laughs> that is good. Inside, he finds the same silver egg. What? Confusing. But there's no inscription on this one. It does have touch ID, which is huge. Right. And it opens to reveal inside, not, <laughs> y- not <laughs> a digital yoke, a headset. You said that it has touch ID. Yeah. That opened when he touched it. Yeah. But how did it know that it was looking for his touch? Technology, yeah. No, don't... Absolutely. What do you mean technology? Absolutely technology. What do you mean? 100% tech. There's no... That's not tech. Hang on a minute. You had a fat go at me earlier for asking why the AI couldn't run the thing. And now you're telling me that this magic egg knows his fingerprint even though they didn't know he was going to win. It just works. There's an app for that. Oh, well, that's good. It's some kind of Oasis peripheral in the vein of the nunchuck controller for the Wii. He puts it on and Halliday appears. And basically what happens now is that he watches a video of Halliday telling you the plot of what's going to happen in Ready Player Two. Oh, that's good. Well, that's what I thought the first time I read it. But now that we've read the next two chapters, it, it seems to be Could irrelevant. be irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> but it certainly sets it up. In maybe this way. was like an early draft and he just got very distracted. Yeah. Maybe it's subversive. Maybe he's like playing with the genre. Oh, maybe he's playing with us. He probably is. He almost certainly is. 
he basically um, says that he filmed this video shortly before he died, which is also when he was filming all the ones in Ready wow. Player One. He, he had a very few... No wonder he died. Yeah. He worked exhaustion. himself to the bone. He was a busy, busy guy on Death's Door. Um, and he says the device, this device is an Oni, which is like an <laughs> Oasis neural interface, I, I think. I'm just imagining, like, by the time it's like Ready Player Five, and his recordings are literal, <gasps> like, deathbed <Egg>. in his <laughs> last seconds. The Riddle War Games! Right! <laughs> um... Uh, as soon as he mentions the Oni, Ernest Klein does this kind thing of, of just telling you how to pronounce it. Like, he wants you to be clear. Like, oh, it's right. not the O-N-I. You say Oni, like Tony. D- like, it, in in his defense, yeah. imagining the sort of fans that Ernest Klein must have, you probably he's have probably just time. saving himself not only a kind of culture civil war within his own fan base, but also just saving himself and his PA just a lot of emails. Yeah. It transpires effectively. Um, this is a point which I'm afraid is going to be laboured to the ground that all that the Oni is... Uh, well, I won't undersell it. What the Oni is, is the Oasis, right? So it's a VR world, but now mm-hmm. you can interact on a sensory level. You can touch stuff, feel could stuff. Could you not touch things before? You could, but I mean, you won't actually touch anything, right? Now it, it, right. it somehow like fucks with your brain so you feel the sensation what, of things. What was the, what was the like jeopardy? In the last one, then, but you could have your character killed, which would mean that you had to like respawn, and it would make you slower to do the. End. Oh, but but no. the actual jeopardy was that there was an evil company that were tracking him down. Oh, right. trying to, like, okay, okay. They In- like crushed his nan or something. <laughs> <laughs> like they they did right. They what? pushed over some towers onto his nan or his aunt. Or <laughs> what like ma- like maliciously like yeah, aiming yeah, yeah. for her? Yeah, <laughs> it was like-, like a warning shot. <laughs> You you come after our digital egg JPEG. She, we'll she, flatten your nan. Un, unlike unlike Wade, she hadn't seen many movies. She hadn't seen Prometheus. Or, she was running straight away from the <laughs> from the falling tower. In other words, tell me, just stop me. Give me like a beep when you when you're like buzzing in to say that you understand what the Oni is. Okay. In other words, the Oni allows you to relive moments of other people's lives, to see the world through their eyes, mm-hmm. hear it through their ears, beep, smell it through their oh, nose, okay, yep. taste it with their okay, tongue. Okay. Yep. Feel it through oh, their skin. We, we went for the whole five. <laughs> it's so the entire good. gamut of senses. It super feels like when you're teaching eleven plus, and they mm. do like they. Some people do this like checklist of all the things they have. Yeah, to similarly metaphor yeah. imagery. Yeah, and um, he. It's also just so patronising. Like we we fucking get it. I, I I I kind of oscillate between thinking he does this because he knows that he's probably got some very stupid fans who do who may well need it later, uh-huh. and also then like going vastly back to the other side of that wave and thinking he himself is just such a div that if he didn't write all five, he he himself well, he wouldn't be certain. Yeah, like he hasn't written He it couldn't into be artistically consistent if he didn't write it. There. Imagine if like he'd only written four and then the whole like plot revolved around the fact that you he can't couldn't feel. smell. Yeah. <laughs> there is now an interesting ethical quandary where Halliday is like what should we do should we release this or not because it's going to change the world and if you stop to imagine it this would change the world right it's going to everyone's going to stay inside they'll be fucking in the Oni they'll be fruiting in the Oni they'll be doing all, all sorts they'll be dining yeah what's the whining. what's the downside I think the downside is that it would take people out of reality and that seems to me isn't reality really bad though it is yeah in this in, okay. in both our world fucking and his get it out there then um but I'd say quickly like, as possible. Halliday is like, well, you're on Wade's side, then that's good to know. You're a Wade, you're a pro Wade. Well, yeah, I've, I always have been always. You're a Wadeist. Yeah. Um, Don't say that. Klein does this cool thing of setting up this problem, and then some authors they make you kind of work for the solution. But Klein's like, fuck those guys. 
<laughs> we'll solve this me... immediately. <laughs> in basically the same paragraph. Right. Um, he's just deciding that, yeah, we're going to release it, definitely. For sure. Mm. Like, there's not even a question. The video deletes itself, uh, which is very cool. There's a very strange reference that I remember us talking about as to how this, you know, there's always this question of, like, why wasn't this mentioned in Ready Player One? Like, it's a question that comes up a lot. Why weren't Horcruxes mentioned in any of the other books? Yeah. She hadn't thought of them, obviously. Yeah. Um, and here, the question of, like, wow, this is nuts. Like, why didn't that come up at all in Ready Player One? Like, any of this stuff is answered by a really, really contrived plot point involving right. a secret lab of scientists who were never allowed to interact with each other. So none of them knew the full scale of the project. Okay. And also, interestingly... Um, and I don't know if this is optional or if it's something you have to do in, in science and big tech. Right, yeah. I don't work in that field myself. No, neither do I. But The the exploitation of the disabled community, where they are being right. used, quote, as... where Let me just find the, the exact quote. Uh, quote, willing human guinea pigs uh, um, to test all of these things on. Huh. Now... I can think of some regimes that have done that. <laughs> to be fair to to Wade or mm. his predecessor Halliday, the they have a noble goal here. They want to sort of create like an, a world in which there is no disability. You know mm-hmm. the, the like theory that it's the world which disables people yeah. who have different abilities. I think the idea that Ernest Klein is going for is like you know we could we could create neural interfaces for prosthetic limbs mm-hmm. or we could, you know, you could be able to experience what it's like to climb a mountain, even if you were yeah. bed bound. But the bold choice to include the kind of guinea pig angle. Yeah. Is, the, it's an interesting the kind one. of animalistic imagery. Yeah. It's also like, I, I kind of understand, but if you've already set up your world to be like so abysmal dangerous and just may i say from the sounds of it inaccessible that if you are then going to offer this it's somewhat of a hobson's choice for the people (laughs) that you're offering it to it does make the willing the 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 informed and and kind of like independent consent element seem i'm just going to say a touch questionable okay well everyone's a cynic (laughs) he goes over this plot point 400 times right like like he's uh have you ever been to well you definitely have so i've been to them with you like a bad play where it's it's like hitting you over the head with like be like so you're saying this is a question of of morality and another character be like yeah what i'm saying is this is a question of morality of, of morality of ethics of of right and wrong, of, of good and bad, of God and death. And it just goes on and yeah. on. He does that thing with like, I had such a decision to make. Yeah, I can't tell decision. you what the decision was One like. fucking hell of a huge. decision. <laughs> I and had then, a choice A, I had a choice B. The decision is getting so hectic that he comes out of the Oni, which there's this interesting little plot nugget, which is like, you can only stay in it for so long that I'm certain is going to be set up mm-hmm. for something later before it like powers off. And he sprints around his office again, oh, this good, time yeah. carrying an egg. And again, oh. the, the people in his office are just looking at him like, who is our new boss? <laughs> it, it is a little child who sprints around All the people. Or like who are like one or two rungs the below Halliday <laughs> on the ladder, just like this fucking just, guy. I tell you, <laughs> just like seeing how forty-five years I gave to Gregarious, seeing how sturdy the windows are. <laughs> and then chapter one ends. 
Sorry, this is actually called chapter cutscene. I don't know if I set that up. It's called cutscene. Oh, it's not numbered. that's very clever because um, it's like a game. It's really sick. I wouldn't have thought of that either. I, I'd have said something like normie, like prologue. Yeah. <laughs> or chapter <laughs> one, maybe. Fuck me, right? As the timestamp faded away, it was replaced by a short message just three words long. The last thing I would see before I don't left the it. real world and entered the virtual world. Don't say it. But they weren't the three words that I was used to seeing. I'm so I, upset. like every other only user to come, was greeted have to say by this a new message. Because we all know what Halliday it's going to be. created to welcome those visitors who There's had no, adopted his new technology. Amazing. Ready. Player. Boo, boo, boo. Two. Chapter 000. Yeah, you're right. You got me at the end there. It pulled back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In chapter 000, a chapter we're going to have to whiz through uh, for the purposes of our border. Decency. <laughs> <laughs> um, he goes back into the Oasis. Right. Everything looked the same as before, but it felt completely different. Oh, this... wow. That's like disclaimer time. Yeah, yeah. It's super <laughs> like, he, he didn't write that himself. His lawyer wrote that to put in, yeah. in the book just it in case. this big theme, uh, which has already begun, but now begins in earnest. Oh, um, here he goes. In which he's doing this having your cake and eating it too thing with his own book, where he's like, I think we talked about it as the concept of power creep in games, where it's like, if you release an expansion pack where now everyone can jump higher, then the next time you have to release one where they can jump even higher. Or, I mean, what I don't that? know what game this is. Maybe make another <laughs> mechanic. Maybe like a sword or, or just pe- walking. Can they go forward? No. Are they jumping on anything? In anything. Um, but the idea that, you know, he at once he at the same time is simultaneously trying to big up Ready Player One and be like that book fucking ruled right like the stakes the mm. fucking stakes in it and at the same time being like but this time it was all different but but it, not that but the last thing was it bad. was very very similar yeah. but oh let me tell you it different was similar how? in all the ways you liked <laughs> how? different don't in, ask yet in ways that are unclear. Um, I could feel it on my skin and my face and my hair, he says in a very oh, weird... Oh, why? Stop. Basically... Well, he, he, he too has the little checklist. He just ticked off yeah, his yeah. power of three. I mean, this this goes on. The whole of this starting chapter does feel like you've set it as like an exercise because he spends pages, you'll recall we went through them, mm. where he's just touching and sensing stuff. Oh, yeah. In, in like outrageous levels of detail where if someone was like... I imagine that whoever reads this audiobook, God bless Will Wheaton if he has to do this one too, <laughs> they must at some point be like, can we change? What Can we just cut this bit down? Because it, like when I was just reading it in my head, I was tired. It just is an interminable <laughs> listen. And then I felt it. And then I licked it. And then I thought, can I, can I fucking sniff it? <laughs> you bet I could. <laughs> sniff it like no one's business. The, the it in this case is mostly fruit, which eventually he squeezes so hard that it makes craters in the surface. Because lest we forget, Wade is a fucking chat. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's not one of these incels. Well, what is the fucking status at this point? I uh, fucked once, I believe. Fucked once? Yeah, he's okay. down. Okay, Wade he fucks. Well, no, yeah, he fucked. Okay, yeah. Uh, as we'll come on to. Wade fucked is a really bleak summary, <laughs> isn't it? Um, he, just to whiz through, describes drinking potions as, quote, a senseless pantomime. What? Compared to what you can now do. <laughs> wow. It's such a mad way of describing it. He's like, in the old days, when we just sort of held them up to our mouth and then it gave you hit points. A senseless pantomime. Um, 
there are two pages of him I've just written just talking about his senses and how he can feel fruit sliding down his esophagus and he's doing the thing of like listing everything from the 80s except subbed out the 80s for things that you can experience as a, <laughs> as a human with sensory capabilities. Well, I managed to broaden the horizon significantly. You can't feel pain in the Oni, which feels like a really significant detail that has only just been mentioned, but wow. which is really like how it makes waved. it boring. Yeah. Um, Do- oh, yeah. Doesn't he like bite down on his own on his tongue, own, but yeah, not yeah. very hard? Yeah. And then he shoots himself. He, he like shoots he, himself. Yeah, yeah, fuck. I remember that. Like a real raising of the stakes. Like, like, well, if the tongue doesn't work. It's really interesting that like <laughs> that he, he clearly is, uh, and by he, you can choose who I mean, yeah. um, just extremely dumb. To think that, like, I tried the biting down on the tongue. That didn't work. The next What's step to next check stage? would be to, to commit full suicide. <laughs> Actually, to, just to confuse the matters okay. here. And maybe this is, again, a question of Ernest kind of playing his cards close to his chest or maybe just not being tied down to anything. Sitting on the fence. He yeah. feels mild pain when he shoots himself. Huh. Having previously said there was no pain. Okay, so there was no pain. But if there, if there would be lots of pain, yeah. there's a bit of pain. Yeah. A giddy okay. laugh escaped me, he said. Mm, in one of my least favourite phrases. I hate people who that use kind the of passive, passive voice. Yeah, yeah. awful, awful. Um, he, you remember this, he jumps out of the window to fly around, quote, like Superman. Because yeah. you can't, I can't imagine flying without Yeah, if he hadn't said that, I'd have assumed that he was just sort of like, like straight, a sparrow. Like just standing up straight, like an unanimated or character. Posed, yeah. yeah. Um, I, this is an incredible sentence, guys. Like, just pack, pack up. Is this Sentence of the Week? Uh, a feature of the Week? <laughs> sentence, sentence of the Week. week. Sure, it is. Okay. Uh, this is just emblematic, just as a way of setup, of everything that is like... Ernest has a gift for making something so obvious. Maybe he should be a teacher, because he can make things so obvious and then manage to go beyond <laughs> what I previously understood to be the glass ceiling of obviousness. He just crashes through it like Charlie Bucket in his little elevator. When he says things like, as he's flying around and probably still remembering the feeling of apple sliding down his gullet yeah, into his gully works. He's like de- bleeding digital yeah, blood all over the streets. maniacally. He says, I suddenly felt like anything was possible. Because now it clearly was. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so lame. I felt like anything was possible. The reader stops. Wow. It'd be amazing to... If that were the case. That that could be incredible. What an amazing thing to find out through the course of this not... It was. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) cool. (laughs) We'll move on to the next thing. That Um, that and it it all felt the same but wasn't or whatever the fuck it was. The um, next little section is... I know it's one of your favourites. This is where... He starts some pretty lewd experimentation, it's fair to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, I remember. to this normal way of describing uh, a human. Okay. He enters some pre-made simulations, because basically, not to bore you, (laughs) probably a bit late, but the Oni can either, like, simulate, you know, being in VR, or you can, like go in and watch memories that right, have like yeah, sensory you could, like, data attached. Go and paragliding or something. Exactly, yeah. Uh, skydiving which, is one of the which, examples. Which, yeah, skydiving, which like is the most pointless experience when you can just fly. Like Superman. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, can you, does he say that you have to fly like Superman? No. I think okay, you, you could, could fly, fly like, like, who else flies? Iron Man. Yeah, like Iron Man, maybe. Batman. He doesn't fly, but he sort of, he does glide yeah, you quite nicely. Yeah, could do the Batman glide. Yeah. Um, so he enters one of these pre-made simulations, which some of them have quite kind of naughty names, guys. Oh, I, go on. I'm just sitting down. Tell me. I'll tell you them momentarily, because first of all, I want to tell Cheating you Cheating on happens. a test dot biz. He becomes, quote, someone wearing a bikini. 
Someone with breasts. What? I was a woman. Oh! <laughs> it's just a very weird way of describing Nice me. sexual binary there, Klein. I stopped when I reached a series of files with names like, and this is all caps, sex-m-f.oni, sex-f-f.oni, and sex-nonbinary.oni. Hmm. An interesting omission <laughs> from the list. They didn't code that in. It's, they, <laughs> they actually coded it out. <laughs> it kept springing up naturally. <laughs> they, they have like a constant bot that's just it's on just the watch. Not possible. Any M dash M. There's a get Absolute delete. I wasn't ready for any of that. I was still truly, madly, <laughs> deeply in love with Samantha, which is Artemis' real name. What a fucking loser. And I was still, and this is such a funny verb, I was still reeling from losing my virginity to her just a few days this earlier. This does, though, smack of, um, I suppose at some point in the course of this, we'll have to read it on the show yeah. as well, the the very, very bad poem that he wrote, like, porn nerd, for... Porn, porn for nerd. Oh, yeah, well... Ah. We won't um, have to read it. It's yeah. so bad. The, the premise of which is, like, I don't want to watch regular porn with like women and fucking yeah. in it i want to watch a woman who likes to read books who knows who has heard of a star war yeah <laughs> and also about and really but key to the poem is and also will will also fuck me yeah well and even more key is that also i ernest Klein, i hate those women that i mentioned before and they yeah disgust the, the, those other women it's not like women who power people no women who have sex are, are awful that was really the vibe of the poem yeah and and here he's got kind of this similar it is a huge incel vibe right of like yeah like i don't want to like dirty myself yeah, yeah. with, exactly with the these virtual they, women yeah, i yeah. i want to i've got like my one trad wife she <laughs> she she's called art three miss she does she's all the Christian cooking and cleaning blog. yeah she writes recipes but only she like 80 percent of the way down she the wears page. only gingham <laughs> Um, I didn't want to be unfaithful to her. I figured that cheating was cheating, whether it was live or it was Memorex, which was the cool name for it's what's not. going on Thanks here. for asking. It's not. He fucks off out of the Oasis, and in another classic, like, Ernest doesn't want to pin himself down to anything too specific. Well, over an hour had passed, which seemed about right. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, that's probably about how long that yeah. was. I, I, I kind of low-key really like that, of just like, am I going to check? Am I going to clap? No. Nah, it's probably nah, around it seems fine. Um, I'm going to skip over this whole bit because I've already talked about it, about how he basically asks a bunch of questions about like, how did this get made? Where did it come from? And then answers them immediately with the stuff I've already it mentioned. Was, it was with the sort of like destruction of civil liberties. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, Halliday's helping people with disabilities. He doesn't profit from it, but he then describes them as weighing human guinea pigs. Um, Good. And Wade didn't talk about this before because it was only relevant, this whole like, only tech yeah. um, to people who are quote severely physically disabled and willing to go, undergo invasive and possibly fatal brain surgery oh good that was the kind oh, of target okay. demo yeah that was that was that was all we were doing yeah it's like all we were doing was just cutting people open who had no other options in this sort of like dystopia yeah that's now, fine I want That's to. Good. I want to create a he, mood here. I'm assuming that, like, I know that we're having to go through quite quickly uh-huh. because you know we've got lots of stuff to get through in the episode. But like, I'm assuming that the earnest kind of yeah, yeah. Um, extends that into a long sort of like it's like a long drawn out moral argument that he yeah, has to have absolutely. with himself, a sort of Socratic debate. I guess it depends between on how you him find and long. Yeah, like probably at like least three or four pages. Oh. Yeah, well, it's not quite as long as that. I mean, it, it's a popular fiction. Like, he's got to, he's got a lot to get. He through. he sort of like, but he weighs the. It was ours, says Wade, to bury or reveal, referring to this technology. And it's now that that moral quandary comes back uh, because it's yeah, I haven't for forgotten them, it. It was it's time for them to decide. Like, what do we do? Yeah, um, and they have a vote. Right, well, this is like, all of the all of the gunters. Who frankly, vote. at this point, 
if you've killed as many people to make it, like yeah. you might as well put it out there. Um, we didn't make our decision lightly. Okay. We weighed all of the pros so, and cons. I'm assuming, again, this is this is pages and pages of debate between well, them. you know, he could get into the pros and cons, but yeah. he, he doesn't bother. He just he just lets you know that there are pros yeah. and cons. He weighed all of the pros and cons that I won't tell you about. <laughs> then, after a heated debate, yeah. the four of us held a vote. The eyes had it. And just like that, we changed the course of human history forever. Bang. That's Tuesday. Sure, fine. <laughs> okay. Flash forward. Now right. starts the rocketing the, of this book forwards in time. Like we joked about it earlier, but like it, it genuinely is the case that the plot does not matter to Ernest. Mm. The plot could be literally anything. It just, of course, happens to be this because it's the same plot as the last one. Because well, uh, it's the only plot that he's seen. Um, but like the, the, the plot gets no attention. Character gets seemingly no attention. Yeah. It is just a vehicle for making up some boring tech that's already been made up in most science fiction. Essentially so, essentially so. And a bunch of references. Um, they are now selling these as cheaply as possible, a million units on day one, for example. Sure. Um, and then after a random amount of nice time... Nice round number. It happened. When they reach 7,777,777 only users, oh, that's cool. a message appears on a, on the Halliday's own personal That was blog. seven sevens, I don't know if you... Yeah, know. I fucking noticed, mate. I'm a perceptive gunter. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. Seek the seven shards of the siren soul. Oh, there's a goblin character. On the seven worlds where the siren once played a role. For each fragment my heir must pay a toll. To once again make the siren whole. That's the shard riddle. Oh. And it's going to be so incredibly unimportant in the, in the chapters that we've read. It super doesn't yeah, it come did back. Not, it did not appear. In fact, I seem to recall that, like, despite, you know, it seems like if you say the, the bit again about, like, paying a toll yeah the air has to pay a toll right so it seems to be that if these things get found yeah that that our boy Wade gets an arm chopped off he gets he gets fucked um he was surprisingly Blase, like yeah glib. really non-plus like, nah, probably like, not he's just like fine happen. yeah um the timing of the riddle's appearance couldn't be a coincidence he says after having specified when it arrived and that it wasn't <laughs> a coincidence and was like down to the single digit encoded Basically, the siren is this girl that Halliday was in love with who was married to his business partner who's called, I think, Ogden Morrow or something. Dreadful. Very cool name. And this spawns, and you're going to love this, quote, a whole new generation of gunters. No! Why would you... Bang! Before you know it, we've blinked a whole year into the future. They've sold four billion of these things and they've done this big finance bro tech takeover of their competitor, IOI, which is the company that made the Hitman games, which I just think he should have checked. Is that... (laughs) Is that a company? Does that mean anything? Amazing. There were new experiences to download every day. I took over my rival, Tesco. <laughs> anything and everything you could imagine. You could go anywhere. You just bu- buzz when you're when you're kind of getting the gist. Oh, I've got it. Do anything. No, I know. Be anyone. I get it. It was the most Stop addictive pastime imaginable. Far more addictive than the Oasis had ever been, and that was saying something. Well, a, li- a literal, much better than yeah. my last book, except, Ready Player One. Except also, that was very <laughs> Don't good. Don't forget, that was very good. Then there's just another year gone, for no reason. Sure, Two thirds of the entire world is playing concurrently. Wade will be dead within pages. He says anything you can imagine is happening and then doesn't tell you anything. 
anything apart that he from can gay sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is crucially that is really man on We man can't be clear enough about this. That's not happening. Um, he talks about how extreme his monopoly is. He hand waves the obvious problem of like crime that would occur with like non consensual, you know, recording other people's things and then reliving them and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, gone um, or like revenge porn. It just doesn't happen. Is that it? it doesn't work. Oh, okay, well that's it. good. Yeah. They launch a social media called OniNet to share .oni files, which you won't stop. What is the, the point? Of. What is the point in a social media if What's like the, the whole it in the book? If the so whole boring. thing like is um, one. I want you to get some new terminology. We're gonna have to have like I a don't, and I've form. had too much. There are sims and there are wrecks. And sims are like simulations. Wrecks are things that were recorded. Okay. Uh, and also we need to know the Where term did he get those names from? Which is uh, IRL. So the Earl is real life. People are like, I'll see you in the Earl. Like, oh, should we see, should we meet up tomorrow? Do you mean in the Earl or do you mean Ito, which is in the Oasis? It's very cool. Okay. So, so Rex wait, were so recorded in the Earl. in the Earl. So it's in the in real life. Yeah. But it's... Ito, just Ito. In the not Oasis. in the Ito. No. If you say in the Ito, that's like pin number. <laughs> People are like, oh my God. <laughs> get, well, look get at this good. noob. <laughs> so Rex were recorded in the Earl and Sims were created Ito. He says that um, instead of following celebrities, you can now become them for a few minutes, which he describes as, quote, exist inside their skin. That would not happen. It's madness. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it also not just the plot of being John Malkovich? Yeah. <laughs> like, but weirdly, well, the one, he doesn't reference He's that allowed one. not to because yeah. TV and movies are now dead, just like would definitely happen. Oh, sure. Like the whole medium is gone. He says there's no such thing as an audience now. Like that's not There's no true. need to be an audience. Just stop that. Something that's existed for the whole span of human history. Yeah, gone in a second. that's it. Out GSS takes 20%. Or because, or because you can do a simulation of having some tits. Yeah. GSS takes 20% of all the profit you make when you upload something. Um, so people can watch it Ito. So that's oh, he's making cool. He's making some money. Yeah, it's a microtransaction. Oh, okay, cool. Good. But don't worry, because poor people, they can vibe too. Quote, yeah. people don't mind subsisting on dried seaweed and soy protein, soy boys, when they could log on to the OniNet and download a delicious five-course meal anytime they pleased. Because so that's the same. I've got two big problems there. Yeah. One, it's just another straight-up theft from The Matrix. It's, but Is that 1999's it's, The Matrix? Did that come yeah. out at a similar time as the 13th, 13th hour? floor and, and existence? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Th- now, I don't know if you know about the 13th Max floor. Max Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, doesn't it make you feel good? Ghosts. Doesn't it make you feel good to think about 30 that? as well, if yeah. you think about it. <laughs> oh my God. 13, that ride at uh, Alton yes, Towers. Yeah, really good. Um, 13 Reasons Why, of course, sure. another of our favourites. <clears throat> um, no, so it's just a straight up rip-off of that, yep. where they literally just eat a protein, but they can go into the Matrix yeah, yeah, and yeah. eat nice food. But also, it's just, uh, I think it's probably probably indicative of, of earnest politics, which I, I don't know, but I, I can have guess. strong libertarian Yeah, yeah, 100%. Honest, yeah. Is, but, but also just this idea that Wade, having like grown up in a trailer park yeah. that then fell on his arm, <laughs> like, like suddenly is like, actually the poor are fine just having fuck all yeah, so long as you so long as you jangle your keys loudly enough in front of them especially after in this whole section like what's weird about it totally is he, this section is I'm a rich Chad and like but poor people have to eat seaweed it's yeah. like it's like <laughs> almost intentionally maybe it is like maybe that is going to be the point of the book I doubt it yeah uh, the end has this very weird tone where it suddenly um, it suddenly changes into like like he was talking to camera the whole time which has right. not been the case and me, it's like when there's a freeze frame in the credits. record scratch. <laughs> and me, all my dreams have come true. Wow. I've gotten stupidly rich and absurdly famous. Wade failing upwards again. I've fallen in love with my dream girl and she had fallen in love with me. Surely I was happy, right? 
Not so much. Oh, what? As this account will show, I was suddenly <laughs> way out of my depth. <laughs> what a weird phrasing. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, <laughs> sounds like he's reading out to the court. Yeah, it does. Maybe that's a decent oh. guess. Could be, could be. No. We're on chapter yeah. level imagine, four. Imagine, imagine, please, if you were on jury duty and someone was giving testimony and they were describing the history of, like, recounting something that happened yeah. and they stopped to the moment. <laughs> and me? <laughs> and me? And me? I made loads of money well, off that dual theft. <laughs> Chatting it up. I'll tell you, I regret not a second of it. (laughs) Um, Just to check in with chapters, we went cutscene 0000. Now we have level four, followed by 0001. Level four is just one of those cool quotes that an author does, except this one's made up. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but let me just give you the gist. It's from Anorak's Almanac, which is like the book that Halliday wrote that gave people loads of clues to all the shit. And basically, it's, uh, it's so he's doing that thing where he didn't actually write this. He's just giving he's, the impression. He's of written a quote. Oh, I bet he claims fuck. to have written it. I bet he yeah, does. Hundred percent. I bet he does. The gist of this quote is that you are, you know, your he's body. Got, he's got a whole file that's like broken down. And it's the three quotes he's written for this, and the rest of it's just like lore and Ipsum. <laughs> Pretty much. The key bit here is to win the video game of life. You just have to try and make the experience of being forced to play as pleasant as possible for yourself and for all the other players you encounter. Well, that's a new metaphor. Kira says Kira is his friend. That if everyone, maybe Kira's the person he's in love with. I'm not sure. If everyone played the game to win, it'd be a lot more fun for everyone. That's from. Do you know which bit of the Almanac? No. Chapter 77, verses 11 to 20. Wow, it's long. So, 0001 begins. I'm going to fucking rattle through this. It's light on plot in one way. Um, and wow. also heavy <laughs> Join the club. nonsense. Uh, he wakes up in his Silicon Valley shack. And he's in a fantasy mansion. Mm. It was the mansion that Halliday owned. And he has to wait for the cool down of his own. Like Marty McFly, I woke up at exactly 10.28am to the song Back in Time by Huey Lewis. <laughs> This was courtesy of my vintage flip-clock radio, a Panasonic RC6015, the model Marty owns in the film. I'd had it modified to play the same song at the same time Marty hears it, after he finally makes it Back to the Future. Very cool. God, I hate it. And as well, like, uh, and I'm sure that this will become a theme as we go through. In fact, I'm certain. Um, But we, we are not people who de facto believe in the conflation of author and protagonist. Yeah, of course. But we do believe that it's a it's a really interesting correlation between authors and shit books. Yeah. Where actually that is 100% they are the same. And yeah. given that the first thing that Ernie did when he made all his money yeah. was buy a DeLorean. Oh, fuck, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Like the fact that that uh, Wade here wakes up quote yeah. like Marty McFly like like only I woke up in the way only Marty McFly <laughs> could have at 10.28pm yeah, no or the fuck it is um, he reveals that this is fun he bought the skyscrapers owned by IOI the evil hitman corp from Ready Player One mm. and he turns them into quote free body locker hotels for the homeless Body locker hotels, yeah, not the brand. Like a, no, I think it's like a capsule hotel. It sort like, of asks like, the question, like, why not give the homeless... Like, like Bender's apartment. Yeah, it's like, why not give them a, f- a bigger room? But, yeah. I, well, if you're taking 20% off of every single clip that's uploaded Ito, yeah. and uh, and everyone is everyone and his mum is in there, yeah. like, living it up, doing paragliding and flying like Superman and biting down on their own tongues yeah. and feeling fruit slide down their esophagus while in the real world they starve to death on seaweed. Yeah. You might as well give them a fucking more than one one by one to fucking do it in. Counterpoint, might as well not. Might as well not. Might as well just <laughs> sit well there and do it. Might as well sit there in my fucking gold-plated eggs and fuck about, <laughs> mightn't I? 
Might, well, as well sit, might as well sit there spending all my time and money developing <laughs> one huge AI whose only job is to keep all gay sex <laughs> off of the internet. Yeah, sure. Um, what happens next, which I'll summarise, um, it's a lot of fun. So if you do want to listen to the That's a Shame episode, it's episode like 197, 198 or something, um, where we went through this chapter. He's looking out the window of his big skyscraper office or house or whatever, fantasy house. And conveniently, everything <laughs> everything house. in his view is just stuff from the first book. Stuff he's bought. So, <laughs> and what happens is he says he spots something and then he says why it's so important. So let me just give you a few examples. So he just recaps the last book not even he's not even recapping it for plot purposes he's recapping it for like building himself up purposes it's got a big like neil strauss's the game kind of vibe where it's like like he's trying to big himself up he's trying to like right. peacock in case we'd forgotten that he was yeah. important yeah, yeah even though he's god yeah. in this world this whole chapter is like big nice guy energy is like is there any is there like a government there is a government but this is like post sort of government international governmental collapse of some kind right so okay. i think he's richer than the government so he's he just is as, in fact he as you will it. see later in the chapter he pays off the u.s national debt in a remarkable decision. What do you mean? That really belies How do you... a poor understanding of international <laughs> he just, capital. He just wrote a big, he wrote a novelty check yeah. and <laughs> handed it to, to Nixon's head in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, just to give you a few examples, he can see the silhouette of a Hilton hotel that he was in for a very brief period in Ready Player One. But just imagine, just think, fan of Ready Player One that you are, mm. when you read that I'd and love you thought to see back it. to that it moment. so excited. Yeah. yeah. It's a tourist attraction now. People buy tickets to see the tiny room that he locked himself away in while looking for the egg. The same is true about everything, including the stacks, the trailer park he grew up in, the vertical trailer park mm. that killed his nan, RIP, which he demolishes um, to build a memorial to his aunt, who was the one who got crushed. And But he's a good guy, so he pays for all the inhabitants to be relocated. But, Go on. But... Um, if I remember correctly, I don't think I can find the quote, but he pays them to be re- relocated, but like quite like outside <laughs> the city. He like gets them relocated really far away. Just, we're going to pay you to just fuck off out of my That's eyesight, so like behind this thing here, behind the ruins of the trailer just park. Just no reason for it. Um, he's listing <laughs> credentials. He's, he's managed to like hide the poor behind the, the like the body fridge in yeah. which he keeps the homeless. It's very, very mad. Fucking hell. He's constantly, at the moment, like, we're a couple of pa- we're several pages deep into the chapter, and he's just listing all of this, like, stuff that he's already done and how much everyone loves it. Yeah. Um, whilst he's forgotten the he's concept forgotten of, like, the narrative, the, shard the riddle. forward momentum. <laughs> oh, I see. Entailed. You were talking about Klein, and I was talking about Wade. Interesting. It, yeah, again, One of the same. Um, his van gets airlifted to a museum. What do you mean, his van? And Why did he point, need a van? They were what? being chased For by what? IOI in the previous one. Um, it was at that is point this that in the, like is this a product. real world van? Yeah, it is. Okay, it is. sorry, um, an Earl, uh, uh, an, an Earl in van. the Earl van. Yeah. No, just an Earl van is fine. Earl van. There's a new character coming up, and you'll remember that this is a pretty fun <gasps> one. Let me see oh, if I can do it justice. I do. <clears throat> it's uh, watchword irreverent. Watchword number one two. One of my favorite. When Netflix is doing that little slideshow of like posters, when when it says like you know witty, I'm like whatever. Yeah. Dark, mm. irreverent. Hello. Oh, here we go, list. boy. To, to, to top of the morning, Wade. A familiar voice. Oh, that's a voice. He's I doing a voice, everyone. Bathroom. I glance sideways to see Max, my long-suffering system agent software, smiling at me from the surface of the giant smart mirror above the sink. Sounds now, fucking haunting. Now, remind me why, he, why he's called Max. I'll, I'll continue reading. Oh, okay. Morning, Max, I muttered. What's up? The opposite of down, he replied. That was easy. Ask me another one. Go ahead. He has 
slammed. Is he allowed to do that? Yeah, he's sassy. Is he allowed? Because like Wade could just no, have him Wade unplugged. Likes it. He likes that about. Max. Oh, he's like a foil to the. When I didn't yeah. respond, he made a heavy metal face. I don't know what that is. Don't know what I mean. And started to play air guitar. I don't know how he does that. If he's a smile in a mirror. Yep. While shouting, Wade's world, Wade's world, party time, Wade's, excellent. Wade's world. That's funny. like it's funny. I rolled my eyes in his direction and manually flushed the toilet for effect. What? Oh. Jeez, Max said. Tough crowd. Wake up on the wrong side of the coffin again today? He asks Max to start his morning playlist, and it specifies that it's, this must be the place, brackets, naive, melody, oh, that, talking heads. That's good, yeah. And when he does, he says, gracias, Max. And Max replies, this is fun, actually. Go on. Is, okay, go, go, go. Dinada, my little enchilada. Oh, it's fun. Oh. It was fun for me to say for the second that time. That was good, yeah. Like you, I could see it in your eyes. We learn now. You asked before, like, is the Mortimax? And I know you love the character already, but I also know that you're a guy who loves to know that their love for something is founded in a kind of endless causal chain of references. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Because that's what gives experience meaning. Yeah, it's only good to do something or know something if it relates to something else. When I watch something on the television, yeah. I feel nothing. I think nothing. what episode of Rick and Morty is this like? I feel nothing. But if I'm out, say I'm, I'm at the store, oh, yeah. and I just hear like, you know, you hear that, the ambient sound of conversation going yeah, yeah, on, and just like from somewhere, it's just like, come dine with me. I just like, a big smile so appears hyped. on my face, because just hearing that allows me to experience the joy in yeah. a way that just watching it and knowing that I've had that experience never could. It couldn't. We learned that Max is, like everything else Ernest has ever thought of, just cribbed from something... Different. Um, what's that? It's Max Headroom version. Oh. Version. And this is a maths joke. So tell me if you didn't get it. 3.1.4. Yep. It's the maths number. Oh. It's pi the maths number. Hang on. Is, but is this not the second time in three chapters that we've had Max Headroom? Yeah. Well, it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> reference. We're always talking about you it. Can't, you can't move in, 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 in any day-to-day flat day life. For, without references uh, to Max Headroom. Uh, in the Earl or Ito. Yeah. To be honest. In the Ito. Oh, fuck, you fucked it again. Ernest, at this point, reveals himself to be a big I-don't-do-current-affairs kind of guy. Where he's Weird. Like, well, hang on a minute. You mean the guy who just locked the homeless into, yeah. like, tiny cubes and had the poor, had their homes demolished and paid them to move out to okay. the sticks? Okay, no, this is a bit cynical. But th- he's going to make a joke about it, which I think you can enjoy. And okay. It's, it's quite relatable. As long as he makes it funny, that's that's what matter, really matters. Max, he asks him, like, what's the news? Max read me the day's headlines as I dressed in my workout clothes. I told him to skip all the stories involving war, disease, or famine. <laughs> so he started reading me the weather report. I told him to... <laughs> oh, dear. I told him to skip all the things I could single-handedly end <laughs> and, yeah. and move on to the one thing that I haven't yet paid to control. Skipping ahead, we learn that the uh, he's named the mansion after some other bullshit of Parzival Arthurian legend stuff. He then just starts, which is a really wild image, just legging it around his house because he's put on AR goggles to make it look like he's in Indiana Jones's world. So he's just like sprinting around. I his hate house. this guy. He's just such a loser. <laughs> he's really. He's funny. such a loser. Like all and of his stuff. To be fair. Like to be fair, like it somehow is like the most realistic aspect of Wade as a character yeah. is that like. All of these, like, huge tech billionaires do seem to just be the most boring losers possible. Yeah. Like, so I suppose, in a way, that's right. But it's only because Klein clearly just thinks that he he, he really wants to be Elon Musk, doesn't pretty he? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much desperate. I'm going to skip over, unfortunately, a chapter or a section involving all of the different cars detailed in his garage. That oh, he you're joking. But suffice I'm it to re- say, if you can think of a car from a movie, it was that one. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm thinking. I've got one. He thinks now... 
apropos of nothing, that he hasn't seen Samantha, which is Artemis. Lots of stuff in this book seems to happen apropos of nothing. I guess that's how life and, is. And then, interestingly, never come back again. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so he hasn't seen Samantha, who, you'll remember, he finds her super hot, even though she is conventionally attractive and has a birthmark. He manages to see through that, because he's yeah, a good, he's a, he's a hero. Guy. He's the hero. Um, he hasn't seen her in three months, so he's anxious about seeing her avatar for their virtual meeting. And you're like, wow, I thought they were going out. Three months seems a while. Wow. Well, maybe she was like away doing some stuff. Maybe we now flash back in a, another great example of pacing. To, to, bef- to the last book or? To the last book. Well, sort of interbook moment, perhaps. Oh, good. I'm not quite sure. Well, there, was, there was like one second yeah, in nine, between. Literally nine days, yeah. <laughs> um, this is an extract by when they first met in person. Before we met in the hour, I'd already convinced myself that I'd fallen in love with her inside the Oasis. And in my own naive adolescent way, maybe I had. Wow. But when the two of us finally began to spend time together in reality, I fell in love with her all over again. And I fell much harder much faster the second time because wow. our connection was now physical as well as oh. psychological the way nature originally intended oh. none of that m dash m no adam and eve you'll find <laughs> and this time she fell in love with me too he says she'd basically been like you know not that into it because they were just digimon yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> And, but eventually when the real world digimon. he says once she and i started touching each other we found it difficult to stop. Mm, we well, lost... cle- clearly not, because she, <laughs> she fucking dumped you we like lost... a week later. Spoiler. We lost our virginity to each other three days after that first kiss. Then we spent the rest of that week sneaking off to make the beast with two backs oh, every opportunity. Oh, He does not actually he say does. the beast. And then he ends with no. this classic Kleinism. Like Depeche Mode, we just couldn't <laughs> get enough. <laughs> oh, no. That's so bad. And then... That's so... That's like... I, you know what? I... I... I think uh-huh. that there's a there's a chance that he's reached a point now where he thinks of a normal sentence and then intentionally he, he types it up. he types it into Google yeah. and picks the first thing that ca- comes up. Mm. That's why Max Headrooms come up well, twice. It's funny you should mention because I actually cut off the last line. So let me just give you that final chunk again. Once we started touching each other, blah blah blah, we lost our virginity to each other. It was fucking hot. Then we spent the rest of that week sneaking off to make the beast with two backs at every opportunity. Like Depeche Mode, we just couldn't get enough. Ogg's estate was designed to resemble Rivendell from the Lord of the Rings films. What? <laughs> it just like comes out of nowhere. But, There's no like chapter delineation. That's all of uh, quote. That, Very cool. Sure, okay. Um, everything now is described to be expensive. He mentions that Ogg has a private runway that he's living What's in. What's like, Ogg? Oh, he's the... He's the other co-founder yeah. of the company, yeah. Um, he, he's been super cocked he, uh, by he this whole game. Um, this is the last time that he and Samantha kiss, which is when they say goodbye to each other on this private wow. runway. Um, Better to have loved and lost. And the problem is she gets kind of pissed off about the Oni and about just like giving this technology away for, you know, without considering the possible dangers. Mm. And it's got a big like, women, what are they like kind of vibe. Um, No. Wait, hang on. Go on. Ernest wrote that. Weirdly. I mean, everyone slips sometimes. Yeah, okay. Half the world already spends every waking moment ignoring reality inside the Oasis. We already peddled the opiate of the masses and now you want to up the dosage? I roll my eyes and shake my head. I can feel my adrenaline rising. That's total bullshit, Artie. Oh, you know it, I say. He's got her. We could turn off the Oasis tomorrow and it wouldn't solve any of humanity's problems. It would just rob people of the only escape they have. He says that the headsets would have prevent... Oh my God, I forgot about this bit. He basically... They have this argument about, you know, the ethics of the Oni, which have already been decided. Yeah. I'd have put The vote's already done, yeah. Um, And he makes this very weird argument that I think she... (gasps) correctly I remember this. is like you know fuck this guy 
because not only is it so insensitive, it's just nonsense. He make, tries to make the claim that she shouldn't be against the Oni because it would have stopped her parents dying of flu. <laughs> and now, because of that, she doesn't love him anymore. Yeah, well, you know what? Good honour. Good for her. Of course I understand its potential, you idiot, Samantha shouts. She looks around the table. Of course Christ. I understand its anti-flu potential. Haven't any of you rewatched The Matrix lately? Why? Or he, Sword Art Online? Has he forgotten some he stuff? Like, it. he's literally only mentioned two things. Yeah. Um, we now finally, 27 pages into the chapter, reference the shard riddle again, only to immediately go away from it, to go into some more, like, bigging oneself up, being like, I'm a good guy. He pays off the national debt of the US. You may remember he provides an aerial defence drone system and tactical <laughs> telebots to help re-establish the rule of law in rural areas. <laughs> so he's just like monitoring people in the sticks. So far, his list of achievements, having become like ruler of the whole world, is continued the experiment like where people have been press-ganged into like giving up their bodies to potentially fatal surgeries. Yeah. He has... Uh, Put the homeless in tiny little rectangles like they're some sort of Tetris piece. Yeah. He has demolished his own old home community and, and moved them off, moved out. them out of his <laughs> eye line into the sticks somewhere. Uh, and he's uh, oh oh wait he's 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 paid off the U.S. national yeah. debt. Fine, now he's doing doesn't real. Stuff. He's bought drones to go around and shoot dissenters, and he's banned being gay <laughs> online. Yeah. Now this bit's huge. This is where. Ernest, not content to kind of tread too similar territory to RP1, he hits us with a curveball. And it's one fucking hell of a curveball because, mm. oh, quite honestly, I didn't see this coming. And I, it's almost like neither did Ernest because it feels like a maybe, real afterthought. He, maybe he did not. Basically, Wade's theory is that the Earth is too full. It's got 10 billion people and he's talking about pollution and he says the cool line, this is pretty cool, you can imagine smoking, we yeah. made our bed, now we were going to die in it. It's pretty cool. Who? So, so sorry. Add to the list of achievements: become Thanos. Yeah. In in within like two years. And this is the paragraph that last time we talked about. It, I said that every sentence gets crazier and crazier in scale and in co- conflict and narrative potential. Cool. Here we go. Here complexity. we go. That was why I was still working on my backup plan. The one I'd shared with Samantha that first night we met. Mm-hmm. Over the past three years, I'd funded the construction of a small nuclear-powered right. interstellar spacecraft yeah. in low-Earth orbit. It housed a self-sustaining biosphere which could provide long-term living space and life support for a crew of up to two dozen passengers, including H and Shoto, who are the other members of the gang, who had joined me in footing the enormous construction bill. I'd christened my ship the Vonnegut, oh, like my, my old Firefly-class spaceship in the Oasis, which I named after my favourite author. Probably had to be edited out brackets, cut of on a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Editor striking. Yeah. <laughs> I think I get this one. I think they know. They're, they're not going to be confusing for Bill Vonnegut. The plan is to travel the stars for 47 years and then start looking for a habitable planet with two dozen people and a legion of frozen embryos. We've been accepting embryo donations for over a year by this point from every country around the world with the hope of ensuring genetic diversity. Well, but, like, under what pretense? Uh, hard to know. We need to make. <laughs> We need to get more embryos in the Oasis. (laughs) We're running some new experiments. (laughs) After much debate over what we should call our new virtual realm, he's referring to like the Oasis they take with them on the ship. We finally agreed upon the name (laughs) Arcadia, except the the second A is an at. So it's Arcadia, kind of. I fucking love that like, he's he's literally like, 
he couldn't he can't get on the spaceship without like no, he's no, literally no. on a spaceship yeah, yeah, you, you why do you need do. oh it was h's idea I to replace him. the a in the middle with an at sign to give the name elite flourish and help distinguish it from the geographic region in central greece the duran duran side project the city on gallifrey oh. the alternate this plane of reality in dungeons and dragons list. and all the other arcades he just googled arcade he literally googled arcadium wrote down the addition of the app <clears> is also <throat> fitting because as h put it arcadia will be where it's at <laughs> the ship is a year from being done and that sets us up for a time frame a kind of timeline we concealed the details of the Vonnegut project from the world and from, Samantha, and from Samantha for as long as we could but eventually word of what we were up to leaked to the press of course Samantha was furious when she found out we'd spent over 300 billion dollars to build a ship to escape our dying planet instead of using that money and manpower to help her try to save it to maybe give the homeless yeah. another square footage also I, I assume they also at that point got some like angry emails from people who'd sent in their ex yeah, wondering why why, why he was space. running off to space <laughs> with them i told her we were saving a spot for her on the vonnegut's crew but you can imagine how that went over women she stormed <laughs> what out. are they like then she crucified us in the press all you do is all you do is betray humanity and say that she killed her parents by not letting people have vr goggles i'm just and suddenly i just have to read the last part in full um, she accused us of sabotaging to? humanity by oh. releasing the Oni to the masses and then using the profits to build a lifeboat to save our own skin. But I didn't see it that way. We admired <laughs> Samantha's optimism Weird. and maybe on a good day even shared in it. But with Earth teetering on the brink of destruction, leaving our eggs in one basket was foolish. We had to take them to space. Sending a small <laughs> contingent of humanity out into space was the only responsible <clears throat> thing to do. And at this precarious moment in history, we were the only three people on this planet with the resources to do it. Thus concludes the first three chapters of Big Bad Book Season 1 Special Tome Ready Player 2. Wow. That was... It, it was something to hear again. It was challenging. Let me tell you. Challenging to hear it was, through. Yeah. I, I, it's weird. I suppose, <clears throat> in, in a strange way, it's good because I'm actually kind of desperate for something that I haven't heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Two I, weeks it's, time. And it really yours. is the only way that I could be excited about yeah, another chapter absolutely. Of, of Ready Player Two. Now, I think we have a little feature that we're going to start doing either at the middle or the end. We don't know yet. This yeah. is the first one we've ever done. It's great. Declan found a review of Ready Player Two mm. because it's important that we diversify the voices on the show and hear from people who like the book, people who were indifferent to it. Our hope is to get guests on in future as well to share these chapters with. 100%. Uh, yeah. To burden them with and sort of share the load in that sense. Yeah. Um, but what did you find and where did you find it? So um, I, I went over to Goodreads for this one. I do nice. like reading Goodreads reviews um, much more than I like reading regular, by which I mean sort of like... Uh, newspaper reviews yeah. uh, or established reviews yeah. just because I, I know that there's there, you know there's no axes yeah. in the ground are there there's people honest Joes putting their opinion out there and like some, you and I. some love it some hate it and they're not afraid um, to tell you and you can sort can't you you can sort by the good and the bad um, and I thought I'd I'd go because it's episode one. Uh-huh. I'd look for a five. So someone who liked the, good. The, 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 the a bit book. of counterpoint to this exactly because I, I do feel like I mean we did try we did say we were going to be fair yeah and I feel like we did try to be fair but I do also feel that being fair meant that we were really horrible about it yeah because um, because fa- it is fairly terrible. because it's a big bad book oh, uh, fucking works isn't it? Um, but yeah so I've I've, I've found this review it, this is a five star review from a user called Cammy. yeah and Cammy said thusly I appear to be in the minority but I loved Ready Player 2 even more than Ready Player 1 wow 
The 1980s illusions were more mainstream pop culture, and I'm not going to spoil for you what yeah, they don't, are. Don't. Um, but they are more mainstream. Okay. So I could relate to them more. And I liked that there were more quests for Wade and his friends to complete. Brackets yeah. seven instead of three. <laughs> which is, <laughs> it's a purely so, mathematical yeah. preference. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone can recommend a book where there's more than seven things to do. <laughs> Premise one, quests are good. Yeah. Premise two, seven is more than three. <laughs> Very good. If yes to both. <laughs> um, not being a gamer myself, I'd never thought of the video game slash life comparison, but it definitely works on all levels, brackets, <laughs> pun intended. Fucking yes. <laughs> life is like a video game, always encountering new levels. Yeah. Just keep playing. Wow, that's really beautiful words, actually, from Cammy. And, you know, to each their own. Although the premise of this show is that we are attacking books that we think are bad, mm. by no means do I think that you can't enjoy Ready Player Two. I think it's, I, I mean, I've sort of enjoyed reading it. I'm enjoying it through the lens of this will be funny to talk about and, <laughs> and like sort of mild bewilderment that it got published. Yeah. But if you enjoy it for the story, fine. I think the story is fine in Ready Player One. And I think it's important for us to separate that out, right? No, like, uh, you know, we like everyone, like I enjoy... I like a lot of shit stuff. Are, yeah, I like a Objective lot of Objective nonsense. I will, I will sit and I will talk your ear off about how I think National Treasure is one of the best films ever made. I will. I will, I will do that. That's going to be an episode. And you will be there again. <laughs> oh God! Um, like I, I think it's great to just love things, to just put them on and yeah. enjoy them. Uh, but but we, also, also, I the the I, I think the main reason here is uh, is that I know, I know in my heart that Ernest Klein yeah. thinks that this is really good, the best thing ever, and and I want there to be at least one record out there taking apart kind of piece by piece exactly why. I don't think it, it it is. And that's Big Bad Books, episode one. Wow. Um, I was thinking, just as you were talking, that we don't have anything we say at the end, formalised, but mm. I guess we should do some plugs. Shame.City is our Shame City, that's mm. like the production studios for this podcast, where we have two shows at the moment, three announced, more on the way. Um, and yeah, Shame.City is the URL. If you'd like to share this show, it'd be super helpful because we're brand new. Um, shame.city slash books is a good link that will take people to subscribe to it anywhere like yeah. on all platforms um, and also if you leave us a review that would be so yeah, so be good really really helpful because it you have like a narrow window when you first post a podcast of like being in this new and noteworthy category and the more reviews the better um, bbb at shame.city is our email address where we'll be accepting recommendations for things to read yeah we your got thoughts that. which we will read out we'll be reading out uh, anything we receive not anything but most <laughs> and uh, don't push it also if you'd like to be a guest on the show if you've got opinions and a mic 100% yeah come along the, the floor is open the more the merrier absolutely We'll be back in two weeks' time. Yeah, next time we're going to have the next chapter. Which of, I assume is going to be called 0002, 2. but it's anyone's guess. Yeah, it could be anything, really. Yeah. Um, and it'll just be the one. So hopefully it will be a slightly less Absolutely. frenetic Absolutely. episode. Um, we'll also have another review. We'll have any emails that we we may or may not have received. Yep. Maybe I'll, I'll write one if we don't. Yeah, I'd be really sad if we don't. Yeah, yeah. fucking cry. Um, and we'll also have um, a kind of interim feature in which I'll be going through the beginning of uh, a fun interview that Klein mm, has given, nice. uh, which I think sheds some some really interesting light on some of the topics that we've discussed. Is that our feature, about. Breath of the Author? Uh, 
sure thing. I don't know why it should be, but I just like the name. Why not? Um, yeah. We've got stuff over at shame.city slash discord. You can find us on Twitch. All yeah. of our links are available. If you everywhere. want like links to the like rest of the stuff that we do at Shame City Gang on, on Twitter is a yeah. big one as well. We've got a big link yeah, shame.city slash Twitch if you want to see us any every day. Hey, thanks so much for checking out this podcast. I hope it goes well. I hope it did go well. God, I can't really crossed. tell yet. Um, nope. But we are in this for the long haul. We're going to do a whole season of this. Whether book. you like it or whether we like it or not. <laughs> Until episode the next one. I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. Keep on reading. Bye, guys. Bye.